Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 111 of the podcast that was originally recorded on April 12th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, some Pathfinder Adventure card game, Wrath of the Righteous Organized Play, a little Baseball Highlights 2045, which I may be getting into a summer league for, some Quadropolis, wow, the meeples in this game, a little Seven Days to Die, some Motorsport Manager, and of course I talk about a few of the games that I just got in my house and that I really want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 111 of the podcast, What I'm Playing Now. Hey, thanks for joining me. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join our guild on BoardGameGeek. Do a search for What I'm Playing Now under the guild section, or our number is 2440. On Twitter, just look for us at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, you can do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. All right, let's jump into some of the games I played for this past week. We're going to start off with Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Wrath of the Righteous. We're going to continue with our season of righteousness, Wrath of the Righteous scenarios. We started scenario six this past Sunday. We actually knocked out a couple of scenarios. These actually took a little bit longer for my group than I think we normally do. We had four of us playing, and they were... Uh, the jump from five to six was definitely a noticeable jump. I will say it was some of the some of the events that actually happened and the villains that you're fighting in this one, as well as the henchmen, are but definitely ramped up in scenario six. I will say so. Six A is Champions of the Horn, and this one was really interesting, mainly because we almost lost one of our companions very on early into the game. Was he? I think when he was fighting one of the actual henchmen. And I can't remember if it was the henchman or the servitor demon, but he pretty much lost his hand and lost all of his discard pile as well. So we were actually having trouble even healing him because all of his cards became buried. It was actually kind of tense there for a little bit because he was down to about three cards in his draw pile and we were trying to do everything we can. So we, for the last couple of turns, we kind of had him just stay put on a closed um, location just so the rest of us could try to get the villain cornered close the rest of the locations and then defeat the villain without losing anybody because we definitely didn't want to lose anybody we haven't lost anybody yet in any of the games I've actually played we've come close several times and this was probably I would say some of the closest we've actually come to losing somebody I know I've actually come close to to um, actually dying a couple of times when we were playing the Skull and Shackle season last year. This was probably the worst that we actually had somebody during the season of Righteous so far, but hopefully we don't have to run into that again. And then the second one, we played 1-6-B, the Pathfinder Society Unite. This one was kind of interesting because when you were fighting the actual henchmen, you would have to actually discard your hand and well actually recharge it. So you would recharge your hand and then draw a new hand that was one card less. So that was extremely interesting. Anytime you actually fought a demon, I believe you actually had to do this. And it was it was kind of crazy. It wasn't, I don't want to say it was as hard as the first one, although there were a couple of times where some of us drew some cards, didn't really have anything to attack with, so everybody else is just trying to bless the heck out of the person and just trying to get them through the fight that they were in. But we made it through both scenarios. All of us came out alive. 
I will not say unscathed. I will say we learned quite a bit in playing through those scenarios, but we all had a good time. So we have a, about four more scenarios to go, and then we have, I think they have some supplemental scenarios that you can actually play for the season of Righteous, which we're probably going to get in, but that will not be for a little while. We're going to meet again in a couple of weeks, hopefully knock out at least two more. And I was hoping we were going to be able to get these done by the by the end of the month here, it being April, but I have a feeling that this is going to go into May. So we're going to, have to start posting some messages on some of our boards for the rest of the group and see when they want to possibly start getting together um, and actually go through Rise of the Rune Lords and continue that adventure. So, But we're sticking with Season of Righteous right now, the four of us that are left, and we're going to finish it out. All right, and then when I went down to my board game group this past Thursday for some board game night, I was able to get in some Baseball Highlights 2045, and I had just talked about this game and playing the digital app, which I had actually played quite a bit. So I was really excited that uh, one of my friends down there was able to bring his game. He has the Deluxe Edition too, which is, I will say, very nice. Uh, the mat that he was able to pick up for this game and and the Deluxe set comes with so many teams. That was, there was just a lot of cards in there, and I believe he had them all sleeved too, which is, wow. I, which I do as well to a lot of my games, but it was there's a lot of cards there to sleeve. So uh, we played Baseball Highly 2045. If you've never actually played this game, I had talked about this one, like I said, a couple of weeks ago um, when I had gotten my wife her tablet. I actually downloaded the app from the Android store and spent some time with it. I can actually now say that the board game, the card game, actually plays perfectly a lot like the actual Android app. I was really surprised at how good of a representation they were able to do on the app after actually getting the game played through the card game style. So what you do is each player starts out with a deck of cards. You start off with a basically a small baseball team. You're going to start off with six cards in your hand, and you're going to kind of play through a simulation of some games. At the end of each game, the cards that you played, you can total up the amount of money that each card was worth. I believe there's a green icon on each card that is worth money. So what you do is at the end of each game, you'll total up those green numbers and you can then swap in other characters for lesser characters that are currently on your team. So you're, you're kind of just recruiting new people onto your team and building up a better team. So we had actually played kind of like a preseason. We played through three quick games, and he had won that series. And then we kind of played like a World Series. We played a best of seven. I actually won that one, which really surprised me, considering it was my first time playing. But it was, they were, all the games were actually really close. So I can't say that it was a complete runaway game. And a lot of that game just does come down to luck of the draw. And, well, it's a card game, and that, that's going to happen. But my local game store is actually going to be starting up a summer league of playing Baseball Highlights 2045. And I believe that actually starts um, tomorrow night on Wednesday. So I may start recording my podcast on Tuesday nights and then maybe release them on Wednesday. I may just actually start releasing them on Tuesday because I'm kind of thinking about really joining the Summer League for Baseball Highlights 2045. I really enjoy the game and I think it'd be really fun to do so. I was actually going into a little bit about playing the game before, kind of got on a sidetrack of talking about everything else, but basically on your turn, everybody, each player is going to play a card. What's going to happen is that card is going to either deny your opponent from getting some hits, or if it's if you're the leadoff player and it's your first card that you're playing, you could possibly have a card that gives you a bonus for being the leadoff player and possibly get some players on the base. There are a couple of different cards. There's like naturals, which are kind of like humans. You have robots and then cyborgs. And then there's going to be certain cards that are going to 
be good defense against each of those types of cards and will basically stop players from getting hits based on those types of cards as well. So every card that you play, some of them will say single, maybe they'll have a couple of singles on there, a double, triple, home run. Those are going to be the card, those are going to be um, the the actual cards and kind of hits that you're threatening with. So after you play the card, you're going to put a couple of guys behind that card or like kind of like right underneath it as far as threatening. Your opponent can then possibly play some cards to either knock out one or both of the possible hits depending on how many you have there on the card. Possibly knock some, you know, get some runners off the base if you have any base runners. Or if he just plays a card where he just wants to try to get some hits and isn't able to play any sort of defense to you, against you, you know, you will just advance those runners to the appropriate bases and there's three different speeds of runners as well which kind of makes the game interesting you have a slow average and fast so you have to pay attention and they give you a little cheat sheet with the game as far as how all the base running works i like i said i really enjoy this game if you haven't had a chance to play the um deck builder baseball highlights 2045 it's a really good two-player game i think you can even play this four player i kind of like to maybe get in a game of that four player and see how that actually goes playing two player though i think is how the season's going to be played out so i will probably be talking about this game probably throughout the summer especially if I do get into this league. So I'm going to head down there, see how many people are actually going to be in the league, see if see how good it is, if I can actually commit my Wednesdays to this. Like I said, the podcast may get moved to Tuesday then, um, which is when I used to do it before. So that's why I'm recording this today on a Tuesday, just in case I actually go down tomorrow and play some Baseball Highlights 2045. So it's a good game to check out. So after that, we were able to play a little game that my store got in, I think, a week or two early because of the purchase that they made. They had ordered um, the quantity that they ordered. They were able to get the get the order shipped to them a couple weeks early. And that's a little board game called Quadropolis. And I had seen this played. I think I watched Rado's run through of this. I read through um, a couple of different reviews of the game, and it sounded rather, rather interesting. It's basically kind of like a city builder game. You're going to have a tableau in the center of the table, which is going to have all different sorts of kind of city blocks in there. You're going to have parks, apartment buildings, and a couple of different other types of buildings. And what you're going to do is on your turn, each player is going to have a card that they can then place around the outside of the board. The, these little tiles are going to be numbered one, two, three, and four. And I think when you're playing the expert rule, I think you even have a five, I believe, if I remember correctly. But we're going to start off with the basic game that we played first, because we did play the basic and expert game uh, during that night. The basic game you just have, each player has a one, two, three, and a four. And when you place like the two card, wherever you place it, you're going to count two tiles in and then take that tile. There's then going to be a marker that's going to be placed down in that space that you just took from. Nobody is going to be able to play in that column or row that that marker is in. And I will say the look of this game is absolutely amazing. The components to this game, the tiles are a very nice thick cardboard tile. The meeples are some of the best meeples that I've ever seen in a game lately. Incredible. I was they almost look glass but they're just like a really clear translucent um, blue for the meeples than what I was calling the oil cans. They're like a nice red. The The look of the game, I took a picture of the meeples and it posted it out to the one Facebook group I belong to and everybody commented on how good the meeples look. I was really impressed with this game. You're going to, what you're going to do is you're basically trying to take the tiles from the center of the table and move them to your tableau that you kind of have in front of you and just build up a city and try to get points based on that. There are, there's like a park car tile that you can put down. If you can get four, I believe it's apartment buildings around that um, tile you can get so many points for that 
If you can get several other types of tiles, either in a row or a column, you can get points for that. And there's there there's a little kind of just like in baseball high, there's twenty four five. There's a little cheat sheet they give you that kind of shows you the scoring. And having only played it a couple of times, I can't remember everything off the top of my head. But it was it was a really great game. And then when we jumped over to the expert rules, wow, that one was just insane. So rather than each player having their actual own stack of tiles, the tiles are kind of set off to the side and everybody can take whatever number they want from a stack being one, two, three, four. Or I think, like I said, even a five was included in that one. The actual tiles and the scoring is is somewhat significantly different in the expert game because they have additional tiles that are then played with as well. And all the tiles are placed randomly. You basically put all the tiles for each round in a bag, draw them out individually, and then place them on a tile, complete, place them on the center of the board completely randomly, so you, know, you never know what's going to be where. And whatever tile you actually take from, whatever number you use to take that, there's on your tableau, there's going to be different numbered sections. So if you actually played a two tile and took a tile from, you know, like the second in column or second row, you then have to place that in the area where you have a number two on your tableau. And there's each different quadrant of the board kind of has um, each is different numbers. The middle row on the expert board is like the four. And then there's individual numbers on there. So you really have to pay attention to what tiles you're trying to get at what time and then where you're going to place them on your tableau that's in front of you so you can actually optimize your score and get the most amount of scoring. Both games were really great. I think our the first game we played, the scoring was extremely, extremely tight. I think the, the person who won the game had 47, and I think a couple of us had 44, and then the person in last place had 40. And I think the expert game, I think the scoring was a little bit more unbalanced. I think the person who won definitely had won by a few more than 10 points, but it was still a fairly tight game even with the expert one. And this game... After watching it, it looked rather interesting in some of the reviews, but after having played it and actually seen the actual game and playing it, this game has jumped right to the top of my list of a game that I want to buy very quickly. And it's one that I need to postpone on purchasing because of some other games that I purchased this month already, which we're going to talk about under the what I want to play now part of the show. So, but that's Quadropolis. And now we're going to jump over to a couple of video games real quick. Spent a lot more time this weekend with Seven Days to Die. I will say last week when I was talking, they had Alpha 14 on. I can't remember what patch they were up to, but they just jumped up to patch five this patched week past weekend. And I actually spent a lot of a lot of time. I actually leveled up my character. I think I'm like around level 30 right now. And I've actually leveled up a lot of my crafting. I'm able to create blue axes and a lot of nice scavenging tools now. The skill system, I think, is, is really good. I can tell that they're really trying to get this game ready for release on consoles. It just has a really good feel to it. It seems like the optimizations and some of the advancements they've made in this Alpha 14, you can tell that this is actually possibly getting ready to for, for a true release and not be referred to as an Alpha anymore. More. And I'd be very surprised that if when this does come out on the PS4 and Xbox One, which I believe is supposedly happening in June, if they would still be considering this an alpha, I'd be very surprised about that. So one of the one of the things I've noticed as I'm not playing in the base map of I think it's called Navis Gain, I'm playing in a random gen map. One of the things I've noticed is I'm having trouble finding a lot of kind of skills in basically any type of store where I can get recipes from. So normally you're going to try to find maybe like a little city someplace, try to find a bookstore, and in the bookstore you're going to find a lot of the recipes in there, and that's how you're going to unlock a lot of the different the different weapons and everything that you really need to excel and, you know, really make it in the game. I haven't been able to find hardly any recipes anywhere because for some reason 
I have searched north, south, east, and west and have gone out fairly far, but I am not able to find a city that has a bookstore. So far, I think I've found a city that has a gas station and then a city that has one of the food stores in it, and that's kind of been about it. So I will say playing on a random gen map is rather difficult because you're really limited with what you can learn and what you know because you pretty much have no idea where anything is at and you just have to continue exploring so it would be really nice if i could actually find a mini bike or try to find the actual recipes for the mini bike because i would like to be able to travel out a little bit further because it's actually getting really tricky so most of the times in the evenings i've just been trying to level up my crafting by just grinding out axes and and it's definitely helped out it's it, it's definitely made surviving day seven which i actually played through saturday night a I don't want to say easier. I was able to survive it. They did do some damage to my base. The base that I had found was was a really nice base where it was just has kind of like some short wooden walls, a small building, and then the base is the base that I found is basically underground, and it's a really nice bunker. And I was able to actually keep that pretty much intact. I I was then able to. The one thing I will say I do like about the game. And some of the things that they've done is by spending 10 skill points, you can unlock certain things. Like I was actually able to unlock being able to create cement, and that really helped out because on day seven, when the zombies did come in and attack, they actually did destroy part of the base that was around where my hatch is getting down into my underground bunker. So by being able to create the concrete, I was actually able to build that up and make it a little bit stronger and a little, made it a little more fortified than the dirt that I had there for a day or two afterwards. So I really like being able to to possibly, you know, spend 10 skill points to unlock certain things like that. I kind of wish they would do that with more of the recipes in the game and rather than just trying to find some of the random locations because like I said in my game I'm just having a lot hard hard time finding some places to actually learn some of these recipes so I'm going to stick with it continue on see if I can survive another seven days see if I can survive another horde coming at me I've only died I think once and that was to a pack of dogs sometimes these dogs still once you get a couple of them on you even with decent leather armor I was Went down fairly quickly, it seemed like, so I just wasn't able to run away fast enough. Going to be sticking with that. And then one of the last games I played for the week, I have been continuing to play the little game on my phone called Motorsport Manager. Still having a good time with this one. I actually changed out drivers this past week. I actually just lost a driver, I think, yesterday, and then got a driver who was better. I'm actually coming close to winning some races now. I've actually stayed in the one European Racing League that I was in rather than going up to the next level. And I have a feeling at the end of this season, I'm going to be staying in that same exact league because I still need to get more money and then expand my infrastructure a little bit more to be able to hire more people to actually make my cars better because I think I jumped up to the league that I'm in a little too soon before I had actually done any really good advancements on my infrastructure and my buildings to be able to hire people to be able to make my cars better because I am now just recently in the past couple of races just really starting to give the give the other teams a run for their money in not being at the bottom of of the of the podium each time so I'm still having a lot of fun for 99 cents it's a pretty good game if you're into Formula One and you like racing and watching dots go around the screen definitely check that one out all right so those were the games I played for the week let's jump over to what I want to play now so I'm going to talk about a couple of games that I have talked about in the past couple of weeks and I need to mention them again mainly because they're actually um, being delivered now so I had mentioned that I had pre-ordered clinic last week I actually just received that game today and unboxed it and 
I can't wait to dig into this game and see what this game is like. I do not think I'm going to be able to get it to the table this Thursday because I don't think I'm going to be able to learn it tonight. And if I go down and play the Baseball Highlights 2045 tomorrow night, it's not going to see any play on Thursday. And there's a couple other games I wanted to play on Thursday that I'm trying to do some actual testing for. And I was, I had told some people that I would do get that done. So I kind of need to get those to the table. So clinic isn't going to make it to the table this week. I may try to read through the rules this weekend, then maybe go down on Monday night and give that one a shot on Monday night or possibly over the weekend. We'll see. I may be rebuilding my computer over the weekend. I would really like to rebuild this thing and get the new SSD in there, but we're going to wait and see how that goes. So clinic has jumped to the top of my, what I'm going to play now list, especially since I just received it. I then just received an email right before the podcast from level 99 games on Millennium Blades, and that one should be coming to my door here in the next couple of days. So that one is going to be a game that I'm going to need to get to the table immediately. So I have two brand new games. I will say Clinic's probably a little bit heftier than Millennium Blades, but both that I'm just really looking forward to. I can't wait to get those games to the table, and you'll definitely be hearing me talking about those probably guaranteed for the next several podcasts, both of them. Then I was also looking around and saw that Fantasy Flight's going to be releasing a new expansion for Eldritor, Signs of Carcosa. Uh, I had My wife had picked me up the remaining expansions I didn't have for Christmas this year. So this is going to be one since it's coming out. I have to get it just to add it to the collection, even though I haven't even played the ones from Christmas yet. I haven't had a chance to get that. I'm hoping that possibly during the 24-hour game-a-thon here that's at the end of the month that I'm going to be attending down at my local game store for Tabletop Day, I wouldn't mind sitting in on a game of Eldritch Horror and playing a huge game of that. I think that would be a lot of fun to get that game in on a 24-hour stream that we're going to be doing out to Twitch that day, so just be ready for that one. But Eldritch Horror is one that I'm looking forward to, The Signs of Carcosa. I've also been paying a little bit of attention to a game from Portal Games called 50, 51st State, The Master Set. I've actually watched a couple of videos on this one. This game looks to be really interesting. I'm actually considering pre-ordering this one from Portal Games. I need to, I think, spend a little, I want to read a few more things and maybe watch another video one more time on it and just see if it's something I'm going to like. From what I can tell, I have a feeling this game would be up my alley and I think it's one that I could actually get to the table down at the game store. So I may be looking into that some. And then, of course, on the computer, Dark Souls 3 just came out, I believe, today. And that's a game that I wouldn't mind playing. But considering I have yet to finish Bloodborne and I really haven't been playing much of my console, I'd probably have to play this one on the PC and I would really like to finish Bloodborne even before starting Dark Souls 3. So those are a few of the games I played for the week and those are a few of the games that I want to play. And I think that's going to be it. We're going to wrap up this episode number 111 and that's going to be it for this show. Thanks for joining me, everybody. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our guild on Board Game Geek. Just do a search for what I'm playing now under the guild section, or our guild number is 2440. You can also follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now, and I normally post the podcast up there and then tweet them out once I am completed with them and once they are uploaded. Usually I do that the day after um, I upload everything to the website and then our google plus page is plus.google.com slash or plus.google.com slash the plus sign what i'm playing now podcast and then of course as always our twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now hey everybody thanks for joining me this week i will be back next week hopefully with some of these brand new games that i got and i will get them to the table and we're going to be able to talk about those and see how they are and then give them some reviews but until then don't forget to go play some games and then as always let me know what you're playing now thanks for joining me everybody have a great week bye-bye